This is The Big Pond. I'm Katie Davis. Two carpenters, brothers actually, were measuring a door frame in my house. And they said they were from Shayla, Guatemala. I showed them a photo of my son coaching a girls team in Shayla. The brothers leaned in to look at the photo, at the woven skirts the girls were wearing. Yes, that's Shayla. See the pattern and the weaving of the skirts? That tells us. There are things that hold history for each of us. A stitch, a book, a hat. Things that were carried to a new country. Next up, we have three stories, and we call them the things we brought. My name is Sandra Castillo. I left Cuba on July 20th, 1970, during the Johnson administration's freedom flights. We were the second flight of the day, and we left out of Varadero, which is the airport they were using uh, for the freedom flights. I think that um, I was a weird child. Um, I have a near photographic memory, so a lot of those years, even though my mother says, I don't know how you could possibly remember those things, um, are very, very clear in my mind, like it's somehow photographs or, or a movie, something sort of unreal, if you, if you know what I mean. Uh, during that time, uh, each family that was leaving the country was assigned a number, and ours was 160,633. So people sort of kept up with, you know, what family was leaving and what number did they have so that they would kind of be aware of when their number was going to be called. So when uh, the military gentleman came, uh, a member of El Hedo, came to our house, we knew that the time had come. And um, so I, I kind of remember those things, again, like this sort of running movie. And um, mostly I remember the fear that I think I internalized when I was a kid. My sisters were four. They still don't remember much. Uh, to this day, they, they say they don't recall. But I think that I was old enough to hear the stories and the whispers. And there was a lot of fear and paranoia during that time. And so I think that I, you know, sort of appropriated it, even though I didn't understand it. So the process of leaving um, was frightening. Again, not because we were leaving the country, because I don't think I understood when we left that we were never coming back. We were simply told that my aunt had called us to the United States and that, you know, we were coming to America, which is, which is how they told us. And, um, and that was pretty much it. We were only allowed to take the clothes on our backs and one change of clothing. I remember I had this uh, little green dress with a little ruffle at the bottom, which I actually still have. And... Um, and that was all. That was all that you could take. But my mother had crocheted um, our underpants for my sisters, my cousin Madeline, uh, who came with us. And um, and basically, she, she created a little pocket in our panties, and she stuck um, gold. Um, our childhood necklaces, our ID bracelets, and, and the little asawaches that we all wore as kids, which they're supposed to protect you from the evil eye. Um, and so all those things were sort of divvied up and put in our underpants. And uh, we carried those on the plane. And I remember that I was really, really frightened, um, and my mom thought that it was that I was afraid to fly, and I just didn't want to say that I was afraid that they would find out that we were 
ultimately in violation. We were transporting things we weren't supposed to be carrying. Um, so I, I remember that distinctly. My name is Katja Seppel. I was born in the UK, in Dorset, um, because my dad's English, but my, uh, my mother is Bavarian from the Munich areas. And when I first came here, I brought my diary that I had been keeping since I was 12 years old. Um, I also brought my wedding dress. <laughs> and what do you remember about the diary? What do I remember? Um, well, in retrospect, I guess it seems all a bit silly, typical preteen and teenage girl stuff about boys and music and... But um, I also wrote about some of my aspirations. When I was 13, 14, I wanted to become a ballerina, a ballet dancer, and I actually, um, I pursued that with great vigor and discipline. I practiced at, a, uh, at an opera school five days a week, three and a half hours every day. Um, then I had an accident and I wrote about the devastation. But um, we also, we have to deal with ups and downs in life. And um, I guess I just had to deal with mine a little bit earlier at a younger age than some other people. And uh, w when will you pull it out? I mean, I have one of those diaries. Um, when do I pull it out? That's a good question. Uh, it's in my bedstand, <laughs> and I haven't pulled it out in a long time. Um, the last time I pulled it out was about two years ago when my daughter fell in love for the very first time <laughs> and had her very first boyfriend and went through those very same emotions. And... I guess I wanted to show her that she's not the first person in the world to go through that. I don't know if it was very successful because when you're in the midst of it, it always feels like you're the only one and the first one to experience these types of emotions and to such an extent and such a depth. But um, I guess I'm hoping that I was somehow able to help her and at least show her that there is life beyond the first heartbreak. Did you <laughs> show it to me? I did. I gave it to her and I said, you can read it. And I kept it for her. My name is Cosmin Soare. I came in the United States uh, August the 3rd, 1990. I was 36 years old. So I grew up in a communist system in Romania. And uh, actually, the reason I left the country I always believed during the communist, the communism will, will be finished and, you know, everything will be supposed to get better. But when I realized it was a coup d'etat, basically they kill our dictator uh, in the eve of uh, Christmas Eve. That was 1989, which was a kind of curse for the country and for the people. Actually, Vlad the Impaler, which is Vlad Dracul, Dracula, died in Christmas Eve in 1500. You know, I got so sick because of the political system and I have to leave my country. It's, it's very painful, you know. When you live as a child, you don't realize, but when you live at 36 years old, it's, it's very painful to, to leave your country. So basically it was political reasons. And uh, I came in this country with a suitcase and $170 in my pocket. 
regarding the things which I brought with me, more than half of the things uh, were related uh, to my future job because I used to be a fine dining waiter in Romania. So, you know, I brought things like white shirts, you know, black socks, you know, white opener, black pants, uh, hopefully, you know, to get a job, which I, I got, it, you know, a job in a restaurant in, in two, two weeks since I came to Michigan. So basically in a suitcase, you know, I put a Bible, you know, I put uh, a letter of recommendation for employment. I used to work for the Canadian ambassador in Romania. So uh, that letter brought me, you know, a good job, you know, in a fine dining restaurant in downtown Detroit. So basically it was very limited uh, items which I brought with me. We still have our necklaces with, you know, our little crosses and our little patron saints. And my mom had um, two boys before us, and sadly they, they died. One of them died at birth, but um, the, her other son, uh, born before me, uh, actually lived till he was two years old, and he passed away. And so one of the things that we brought with us was his little necklace and his little ID bracelet that, you know, his little baby ID bracelet. And my mother told me recently that she still has that in her jewelry box. I think the thing that you most miss is not um, the things that, that you owned. It's the country itself, you know, having no access to that life, um, to who you might have been, uh, to people that you knew. Um, I had a best friend uh, who lived next door to us. I think about her and... Um, her family, you know, um, how we might have, you know, still remained friends uh, over the years. And I wonder if I would have been a different person, if I would have been myself, and and how much of the country shaped and defined me, um, even though I don't live there anymore. So I, I wish I had more access uh, to, to the homeland, La Tierra. It's, it's that kind of not knowing, I think, that, that sort of pulls you back. We heard from Sandra Castillo, Katya Sippel, and Cosmin Suare. And I'm Katie Davis. Wunderbar Together. You've been listening to The Big Pond, a series of dialogues between Germans and Americans, coming to you from PRX and the Goethe Institute.